Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Tonight I will read many scripture. We'll continue to talk about knowing the Holy Spirit. Tonight, we're going to emphasize about the work of the Holy Spirit in the early church to see how the Holy Spirit is involved fully with the believers in the early church. We are still in the same dispensation. We are in the church era right now. So we should follow the example of the Bible in the book of Acts. Let me read Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 29. Ezekiel 39, 29. This is the prophetic words to the church today. Even though he say he talked to the house of Israel, but we are the spiritual Israel. I will no longer hide my face from them. God wants to show up. He doesn't want to hide his face from his people. For I will pour out my spirit on the house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. This is a prophetic word from God that he wants to show up. He wants us to meet him. He wants us to encounter him. And he wants to pour his spirit upon his people, upon the church. And that's why before Jesus went up to heaven, he gave this instruction to the disciples at that generation. And this instruction is still applied to us today. Every word in the Bible is for us as believers to apply today. Luke chapter 24, 49, I am going to send you what my father has promised. He has promised in Ezekiel 39, 29, and we're going to read later on Joel chapter 2. Both passages of the scripture talk about the same promise of God. That is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. What is that? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus connected the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. God wants to pour His Spirit upon His people. God wants His people to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, to be filled, to be led, to be controlled by the Spirit of God all the days of their life. And how many of you are believers today? Are you believers So this command is for you and me, not just only for the disciple of the early church. And what happened? The early church disciple in the city of Jerusalem obeyed the command of Jesus. They did not leave the city and come to Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5 and verse 8. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, when Jesus was eating with them, He gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. What is the gift? The promise, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
The gift is the person, and this person is the Holy Spirit. The gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. That was in Luke chapter 24:49 that I read a while ago. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Baptized means immersed, or filled, and overflowing with the Spirit of God. But you will receive power again. Connection between the Holy Spirit and power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, this prophecy, this word of Jesus, became fulfilled. Where is this promise that Jesus talked about? The promise of the Father. I read to you, Joel chapter two, twenty-eight to twenty-nine. Many hundred years before Jesus spoke in Luke chapter 24 and Acts chapter 1 about the baptism with the Holy Spirit, the Father in heaven already promised His people in Joel chapter 2, 28 to 29, and afterward, afterward means many hundred years later in the time of the local church, even today. I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Every member of the church has the right to receive the outpouring and the baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire. On all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy. The Holy Spirit come in and control our mouth to speak in tongues and to prophesy. When you heard the word prophecy, many times you think about prophet. Somebody come up to the microphone and say, Thus saith the Lord, blah, 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 blah. You may think about somebody who has the gift or the office of the prophet in the local church or in the body of Christ. But actually, the word prophecy means to speak the utterance that come from the Holy Spirit on the inside of you through your mouth. When I preach, I prophesy because the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. Sometimes when I talk to my wife or sometimes my wife talks to me, she prophesies over me. Because the Holy Spirit was speaking through her to me. You see my point? Whenever God used you to speak the word from heaven to somebody, you don't need to say, thus say the Lord, look very religious. I never say, thus say the Lord myself because I don't want to look religious. Thus say the Lord, Jehovah, say this. I don't like to be religious. I just say, brother, I believe God wants you to do this. I just say simple thing. I don't need to make the voice like a religious people. Thus said the Lord. I don't need to. Because the anointing is not on how I make noise. But anointing is on the voice that I speak. Amen? So you all can prophesy. If God speaks to you to speak to somebody, but make sure it's not from pizza in your tummy. It's not from Buntit Nyang, but it's from the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit can speak through you to encourage somebody, to teach somebody, to speak the word to somebody. You shall prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. 
When are those days? Now, starting from the day of Pentecost, we are in those days. The Holy Spirit still being poured out on people to today. Heaven has never been shut off. The heavens still open, but the problem that people don't get the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because they don't get education. They are not taught. They don't believe. And they are not open, and they did not ask. You're going to receive only when you believe, you understand, and you ask, and receive by faith. That's why I need to teach this kind of lesson, so that you understand that this is for you and me today in this generation, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Let me ask the same question that I asked many times. How many people in this room, if... Um, I want to say that I'm going to write a check for you and I want to give you $500 for free. You don't have to pay me back. How many people want $500? One time deal, okay? You get $500, it's a done deal. You cannot get a second check. How many people want $500? Okay. Then the next group. How many people I say I would like to write $3,000? Raise your hand up. Okay, one time deal. You cannot raise hand two times. <laughs> Next group, $5,000. No one raise hand now. Now you understand what I'm coming. If we talk about money, everyone say more, more, 5,000, 1 million, 3 million. But why are not we hungry for the more of the Holy Spirit? In fact, the best gift that God gives to Christians is the person, the Holy Spirit himself. Because if you receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, you get everything else. You get the wisdom, you get the faith, you get the power, you get prosperity, you get healing, you get everything else in him. Everything comes with him. Amen? That's why Christians need to be hungry. For the outpouring of the Holy Spirit be filled and touched by the Spirit of the living God. And what happened in the book of Acts chapter 2? The disciples were waiting in Jerusalem in the upper room according to the command and instruction of the Lord. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violin wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This is what happened. They received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is the first time in church history in the book of Acts chapter 2 in the upper room. Now we are the continuation of the book of Acts. We continue to have the Acts of the Holy Spirit today. We're still in the church era. And we still have the right to receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit today. And more and more and more, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Amen? God poured the Holy Spirit on them, and they spoke with other tongues. And this is the fulfillment of the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 11. Very well then, 
with foreign lips and strange tongues, God will speak to these people. Foreign lips. I got saved by American missionary, and now God sent me foreign lips, speak English with accent, to speak to American here. He used foreign lips to speak the word of God to people, so that they will not fall asleep. No, I'm just kidding. They have to listen carefully, because otherwise they will not get the message. <laughs> and strange tongues, speak in tongues. People who will preach to you are those who are filled with the Holy Spirit and speak strange tongues. God used people of different nationality to reach out to one another. Amen. Lately, I have been recording CD or teaching in Japanese, and sometimes I was sitting there recording. I was thinking. What in the world? This Thai man teaching in English with the Japanese man translate into Japanese for the Japanese to listen to this Thai man speak with accent in English. Is it weird? It's very weird. A Thai man speak broken English, preaching the gospel. With translation into Japanese to reach out to the Japanese people. That's what Isaiah 28 verse 11 say. Very well then, with foreign lips and strange tongues, God will speak to the people in Japan. Amen. Amen. That's how God works. God use missionaries. God use people of different nationality and background to reach out to one another. On that day. Upper room experience is the fulfillment of the book of Joel, the book of Isaiah, and also the book of Second Chronicles, chapter five, verses twelve to fourteen. It's prophetic in Second Chronicles, chapter five, which is in the temple of Solomon. They dedicated the temple, and the, the priests began to sing praises to God. And what happened? Listen carefully. Verses 12 to 14. All the Levites who were musicians, Asaph, Heman, Judutan, and all their sons and relatives stood on the east side of the altar, dressed in fine linen and playing cymbals and harps and lyres. They were accompanied by 120 priests sounding trumpets. How many disciples in the upper room? 120. This is a prophetic word about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room. 120 priests. The Bible called Christian priests. We are the priesthood of God. We are the candidate to receive the glory, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The trumpeters and singers joy in unison as with one voice to give praise and thanks to the Lord. Accompanied by the trumpet, cymbals, and other instruments, they raise their voices in praise to the Lord and say, He is good. His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord. That is the physical temple. Today we are the temple of the Lord. The temple of the Holy Spirit. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud. And the priests, the 120 priests, 
could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. What is the glory? The glory in the Hebrew language is kabod. The word kabod means the thick, heavy presence, tangible presence of God. That God tangibly came into that room to touch the 120 priests in Second Chronicles chapter 5. And the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, overwhelmed them took over their words, their mouth, and their physical body to the point that they could not function. I have this experience one time. I totally understand this scripture, actually many times. At one time, I went to preach in Hong Kong, the camp meeting, and I lay hand on about 200 Hong Kong Christians in that small room. At the end of the meeting, the glory of the Lord was over, all over me was so thick the presence of God and I remember this scripture because I have to go to the microphone stand and hold on like this I almost fell down because the glory of the Lord was upon me and I could not function I could not talk I could not do anything anymore it's so heavy the presence of God was so heavy on me that I the priest could not function and I have this experience so many times when the overwhelming of the presence of God come upon this physical, earthly body. Your body could not resist the presence of God, the glory of God. And your body lost strength and you cannot do anything. But in the upper room, the New Testament time, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit come, the Bible says that they look like People who get drunk with wine. And we're going to look at it later on. But let me finish about the word 120. The word 120 is in Second Chronicles chapter 5. Prophetically talk about the upper room that the glory and the fire and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came upon the 120 disciples. And that was the 120 priests in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 5. But why 120? Let me read this scripture. Why 120? Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. Then the Lord said, the Lord at that time was not happy with mankind because all mankind sinned against God except one family, Noah. Amen. Only Noah and his three sons and three daughter-in-laws and the wife stayed with God. But the rest of the world was sinning against God. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with man forever. For he is mortal. Everyone say mortal. Mortal means the flesh. The flesh one day will die. His days will be 120 years. You heard me quote about 120 years all the time. Come from Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. That God gives us maximum day on earth, 120 years, maximum. He said, mankind will live not more than 120 years. What does it mean spiritually? He said that at 120 is the number of the end of the flesh. The flesh is mortal. The flesh has to die. You remember the Bible say, if you crucify with Christ, you are a new creation, 
you live for Him, you die to self. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is symbolic of the death of the flesh. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you make a decision from today on. The Spirit of God will control me. The person who will lead me is not my flesh anymore. But the person who will lead me is the Holy Spirit. My flesh is mortal now, dead. I'm not led by my flesh anymore. It's a sign of dying to the flesh. The flesh is over, but from now on, I will be led by the Spirit of the living God every single day. Sometimes I get mad at people. And sometimes when I get mad, I want to write in the email and do some word. Or maybe you want to yell or want to be mean. It just happened lately. I don't remember what happened in the hospital. I was upset with something. And my flesh started to rise up and I want to say some word. And suddenly I say, no, 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 no. I cannot do that. I need to push the flesh down. The flesh, the work of the flesh is dead now. I need to follow the Holy Spirit. So I control myself and I don't follow my flesh and become nice to the person who has offended me or say something bad to me. So I respond in the spirit. How we can do that? Because we are filled and marinated and controlled by the spirit of the living God to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, kindness, and mercy, and compassion, and patience, and long-suffering. Love, joy, all these things. The Holy Spirit controls us to live that way. Amen? Everyone say 120. Everyone say the flesh is done. From now on, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Acts 2, 13 to 16. Some, however, make fun of them. This is in the upper room. The Holy Spirit came upon them. The glory came upon them. And people in the city saw what happened, make fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Prophet Joel in chapter 2, we're talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In the upper room, the fulfillment of Joel chapter 2, 28 and 29, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came and they looked like drunk people. How, how many people get drunk in the past? Don't raise hand. I don't want you to know. <laughs> how many people still get drunk off and on? Raise your hand. No, they don't have to raise your hand. I don't want to get involved with that. It's between you and God. Okay? But I get drunk one time in my life and I never get drunk again. I remember. I just finished high school. I and my friend went out to celebrate, graduate from high school. So my friend started to drink alcohol. This is in the yard. In Thailand, it's not cold. Very hot, so people sit in the yard and drink alcohol. So I look at them and I say, mm, maybe I should try. So I did. I drank a few cups, and I began to get drunk. Oh, 
you cannot walk, you no strength, and you laugh, and sometimes you cry, and you speak out loud, and weird words, and you're out of control because the alcohol come in to control your brain cell, control the cell of your muscle. It control you, the alcohol. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit come in and control you and you get drunk in the Spirit. I got drunk in the Spirit the first time in my life when Pastor Kenneth Hagin came to Seattle about 10 years ago. I remember I told this story off and on. First time, I never forgot that day. After he preached, he walked around and he began to point finger to people to get touched by the Holy Spirit. He cannot lay hand on 1,000 people in that room. He was already 80-something years old. So he did not walk to me. I was sitting in that room, in that corner, maybe second row. He walked toward me, and then he go another direction. I said, no way, don't go away from me. He walked to another direction. Come to me, lay hand on me. I was thinking in my heart, come to me. But he walked, and then he changed direction. And I say to God, no, no, this is not fair. This is not fair. And suddenly, God gave me the picture of a cup of a new wine or Coke or something with a straw. And you can put your mouth in the straw and just drink through the straw. Suddenly, <laughs> I look at Pastor Kanekin and I begin to like this, in my spirit. Not a cocaine, okay? This is more broader. <laughs> Don't take me wrong. I never take cocaine. Just suddenly, within one minute, and this is suddenly, I got hit by the Holy Spirit. I laughed and I got drunk. I was on the floor crawling. The service is done. Everyone left. Except me, still on the chair, still laughing and crawling and got drunk. Tanida and my wife have to carry me out like this, out of the house, out of that big church. And I was still drunk. When I got into the car, I still laughed. I crawled up the stair in my house because I was still drunk at home. Oh, I understand now when your body was so overwhelmed by the Spirit of God and what happened to you. And I understand the book of Acts chapter 2, when the Bible said they got drunk in the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues, they laughed, they cried, they checked, they couldn't walk, they just go over the place because the Holy Spirit overwhelmed them. Amen? Do you know why the police doesn't want you to drink alcohol and drive? Do you know why? Because the police know that if you drink alcohol, the alcohol will control your brain and Take over your decision, the speed of your decision-making, so you can get into the car accident because you cannot make decision very well. Alcohol control you. And you notice one thing, alcohol makes you abnormally bold. Abnormally bold. People can shoot one another when they get drunk. People can punch each other bold to do something because the alcohol control their mind. You agree with me? Okay, you see that? People, some, uh, in Thailand, I see so many drunk people on the street and they do some weird stuff. They're so bold to do weird stuff. 
But when they get out from being drunk, they dare not do it. They're like, "Oh, I cannot do that. It's it's weird. It's it's very um, not very ethical to do that." <laughs> I don't want to tell you what they do, but it's very unethical. So, when you get drunk by the Holy Spirit, what happened to you? You became bold, but correctly bold. Normally, bold for God. You dare to preach. You dare to speak the word. You dare to lay hand on people. You dare to speak the truth. You dare to claim that I'm a Christian. If you don't like me, too bad. I'm a Christian. It will build boldness when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what happened to Peter in Acts chapter two. You remember a few chapters ago, Peter was a coward. He denied Jesus three times in the same city with the same group of people. The same Peter, after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says he stood up and preached in front of the same group of people who he denied a few chapters ago. Why he was so bold? Because he was drunk. He was so filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why the devil doesn't want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants you to be shy, cannot talk for God. Cannot be bold enough to do anything right for God. Cannot stand up for the right thing in your company, in your office. Just yield to the way of the world. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be bold. If you read the Bible carefully, the whole New Testament, all the disciples were serving God by the power of the Holy Spirit. I like this scripture. First Thessalonians chapter one verse five. Listen carefully. First Thessalonians one five. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words. Yes, you have to speak with words. Not only with words, but also with power and with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Who? Paul said that I don't come to preach to you just. Speaking nice word, but I come with power. I believe in the meeting of Apostle Paul. There were a lot of miracles happening, and he speak with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He spoke with the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's what happened. After they all filled with the Holy Spirit, miracle began to happen in Acts chapter three, verses two to eight. Uh, Lame man at the gate called Beautiful met Peter and John, and he got up. The Bible say, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Beside bonus number two. Signs and wonders. Christian church that welcome the outpouring of the Holy Spirit will see signs and wonders. Demon come out, the sick get healed. People will see signs and wonder in the church on a regular basis. Amen. I got testimony from all over the world, email all the time. I just got three yesterday. That some member from a church that got touched by the Holy Spirit. Wrote to me, thank you so much for bringing the fire to my city. 
because this happened to me and to me to me and to my children and my husband and blah 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 miracle happened in my family miracle and miracles when i read the message from the foreign land about what the holy spirit did in miracles and signs and wonders i was so rejoicing amen everyone say bonus everyone say drunk Everyone say signs and wonders. Amen. Should the church be that way? Should the church be filled with bold people? Should the church be full of signs and wonders? Yes, should be. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Acts chapter five, verse twelve. Acts five twelve. The apostle performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. Everyone say signs and wonders. When we welcome the Holy Spirit, we will see signs and wonders. Amen. Acts chapter five verse fourteen. What is the outcome of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Nevertheless. More and more men and women believe in the Lord, and were added to their number. As we welcome the Holy Spirit, the members will be bold to preach the gospel. The member will go out and lay hand and speak the word of faith. Miracles happen. More people saved. More people come into the kingdom of God. That's why the devil doesn't want this thing. Because he doesn't want people to go to heaven with us, he doesn't want soul to be saved. And how can we reach out and preach the gospel with power? We need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Acts chapter four, verse seven to eight. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them: By what power and what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, and said to them. Rulers and elders of the people. What happened after Acts chapter three? That that lame man walked. The Pharisees and the captain of the temple were not happy. They arrested Peter and John. And after that, they were set free by angel. Peter and John went out again to preach the gospel again without fear. The religious leader asked Peter and John, "What name are you preaching?" And you remember, Peter was very coward, and now Peter say, "Rulers and elders of the people." He was so bold; he dared to preach the gospel. Even they threatened him to kill him. My dear brother and sister, being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't happen one time in your life; it goes on again and again. Verse eight, the Bible say, "Peter filled with the Spirit." Again, he was filled in Acts chapter two. Now he is filled again in Acts chapter four. Everyone say again, again. and again. again. We should be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. Amen. I'm going to mission trip this coming Thursday. We have multiple meetings: Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Tuesday evening. Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening, and then go to Japan. Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, Sunday evening. You know what I'm thinking? I'm not going by myself. Yes, Pastor Da is there with me. Thank God. 
but I'm going with the Holy Spirit. And when I step on the pulpit, I step on the stage, I will be filled. And I will do like Peter. I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to minister and preach and lay hand. It's not me, but the Holy Spirit will grace me, fill me up to minister to these lost people, people who are hurt, people who are in trouble, and signs and wonders will happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. Should we live like that? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. We should be able to do that. Filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are so filled with the Holy Spirit, your words and your action will conform to His words and His action. When you are so filled and He was grieved by something, you feel grief on the inside of you too. And you will speak on His behalf about something. When He is joyful, you are joyful too. When He has mercy and compassion on somebody, you feel it inside you. You conform to his feeling, to his words, and to his action. It's fun to be the vessel that the Holy Spirit fills you, moves you, and you act on behalf of him on earth here to love people, to speak on his behalf. In Acts chapter 5, when Ananiah and Sapphira cheated money that they want to offer to the apostle, they grieved the Holy Spirit. And apostle Peter said, Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. Peter was so filled with the Holy Spirit. The grief of the Holy Spirit moved him to talk to this man. You lie to God. Repent. Don't do this. Should we live that way every day, everywhere we go? God move on the inside of us to feel, to look at people's eyes with the love of God, with the compassion of Jesus on the inside of you. That's how we should live every day. Being filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Amen? John chapter 20 verses 21 to 23. I'm almost done. Again Jesus said, listen carefully. Again Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. He did not stop there. He said, I'm, I'm sent by the Father and I'm sending you. What kind of people is Jesus sending out to the world? What kind? Listen to verse 22 and 23. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. What kind of people God sent? God sent people who are willing to receive the Holy Spirit, fill with the Holy Spirit, and go out with authority 
to speak on his behalf. When they sin and they don't repent, their sins are not forgiven, and you have the authority to say, "I'm sorry, you sin, and you don't repent, you get into trouble." That's what Paul talked to the man to be blind, because he talked with authority of God. You remember one time, Elisha. How many people know this story? I I share with you. Elisha has a servant named Gehazi, and Elisha healed a man who has leprosy named Naaman. By dipping himself in the Jordan River seven times, after Naaman came out from the Jordan River, he was totally healed. His skin became like a baby, completely healed by the power of God. Naaman offered money to Elisha, and Elisha said, "No, I don't want money from you. Bless God, you go. You are free to go." But Gehazi ran after Naaman. And say, my master doesn't want money, but can you give to me? But he was very cunning. He brought another person with him, and say, you can give money to that man, not me. He came back, met Elisha, but behind the scene, that man gave money to Gehazi behind the scene, not in front of public, behind the curtain. When Gehazi walked. To the master Elisha, the prophet, the Holy Spirit worked in Elisha and say, "Gehazi, why do you do this? Why do you cheat God? Why you lie to God? And from today on, you're gonna have leprosy." Second King five twenty seven, Naaman leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elisha's presence, and he was leprous as white as snow. Elisha spoke with authority. He was sent by God to represent God. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of authority. How many people want to be sent by Jesus? You cannot be sent by just having a title on your wall or the Bible school diploma. You must be sent with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and you go out with power and authority. To be able to speak to the situation in people's life, should we live that way? Amen. Acts chapter five, verse thirty-two. Listen carefully. We are witnesses. This disciple was sent out to be witnesses of these things of what Jesus did, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obeyed Him. We are sent out to witness, but not ourselves. With the Holy Spirit, witness about Jesus with us. You see the point? Do we need the Holy Spirit? Do we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I quote all this scripture in the book of Acts to show you that the Holy Spirit was involved in everything with the apostle and disciple in the early church. Acts chapter six, verse fifteen. Acts six fifteen. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Not only Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit again and again and again; Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit again. His face shined the glory of God like an angel. Wow! How many people want to have that kind of feeling of the Holy Spirit everywhere you go? You look like an angel. 
so full of the glory of God. Acts chapter 7, 51 and 55. This is what Stephen said. You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you are just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, again, full again, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Stephen served God by being filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. And when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was moved by the compassion of God. Look at how he responded to those who were killing him. Acts chapter 7, verse 60. Then he fell on his knee and cried out, Lord, just send fire to burn them right now. Kill all of them. Is that right? Slap on their face. What did he say? Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When you're so full with the Holy Spirit, you have compassion. You can love even your enemy. You can do good to people who hurt you. Wow, we should live like that, huh? Being filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. Speak with authority. Speak with bonus. Signs and wonders. The Holy Spirit moves through you. In your words, in your action, in your eye contacts. I don't know about you. I want to live that way. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the days of my life. Amen? Amen. Look at the last person. The Holy Spirit transformed the man who persecuted the church to be an apostle. Acts chapter 9, 3 to 6. As he neared Damascus, he means Saul, on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him. The fire of God hit him. He fell to the ground. Saul, Saul, why did you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up, go into the city, and you will be told about what you must do. Then Ananiah, verse 17, went to the house and entered it, placing his hands, laying on of hand is a common occurrence in the four gospel and in the book of Acts. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul, Saul, the persecutor of the church, was filled with the Holy Spirit, turned around 180 degrees, became an apostle. And what happened? Acts chapter 9, verse 31, last scripture today. The outcome of Paul filled with the Holy Spirit. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. God brought peace to the church. It was strengthened. The church was strengthened. And encouraged by the movie called Superman. (laughs) Iron Man. Is that right? Are they encouraged by movie? 
encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of God. Oh, what a beautiful scripture! You can see I read so many scripture today. In conclusion, God wants every Christian to be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. God wants Christian to continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, and when you can do that, you will live in bonus. You can walk with power. You will be strengthened. The church will be blessed. Peace will come to the church. You will grow in number. You will be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Good things will happen in the house of God. Amen. How many people want to see signs and wonders in the church? When people with cancer walk in, they get healed. When people have incurable disease walk in, they get healed. Amen. Should we become that kind of church? Should we become the Book of Acts church? The Holy Spirit was involved in the life of the disciple all the time. 24/7. Should we have the Holy Spirit be involved with us 24/7? Amen. I taught you this lesson to stir you up, so that you can see the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit and walking with the Spirit, fellowshipping with the Spirit of God. This is very important. Amen. Are you convinced tonight? Amen. We need Him. We cannot do it by ourselves. We need to work with the Holy Spirit all the time. Amen. Don't come to God with this kind of attitude. God, if it's Your will, touch me. He already want to touch you. It is His will. He already promised in the book of Job, "I will pour out the Holy Spirit on all people." It's done. The promise has been given and done. Don't come out with doubt. Maybe, if no, I will be filled today. It's the promise of God. I will receive by faith. Amen. If you never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, when I lay hand on you tonight, have faith. Let the Holy Spirit come and begin to open your mouth and speak in tongues. The kids too. Yes. Ask him. Don't come here and stand and whatever. Quesila, sela. Whatever will be, will be. No, you ask, you press in. God, fill me like the Book of Acts. Send your fire. Fill this temple with your glory, like the Second Chronicles chapter five. Fill me, Lord. I need you. I want to walk like the disciple in the Book of Acts. I want to be like Peter and Paul and Stephen. I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit all the days of my life. I want to be used by you, Lord. Everywhere you send me. 
the Father sent Jesus and Jesus sent us, we're going to go out with the Holy Spirit and preach the word with power. Lay hand on people. Signs and wonders will happen. Amen. Satomi told me that she listened to this kind of teaching and one day she walked into Safeway and she remembered what I say that every Christian can lay hand on the sick. She met a lady who walked with a walker and could because of the back problem, leg problem. She said, can I pray for you? And the lady said, yes. She lay hand and said bye-bye. A few days later, the lady called her up and said, I was healed. Thank you so much. Satomi is not a leader here. She's a regular member. God can use you to go with the Holy Spirit. Be bold. Amen. <laughs> I was so encouraged to hear what Satomi told me. God can use simple people. A woman. Lay hand on the sick at Safeway. And the woman got healed. And she preached the gospel to her too. To that lady. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people say, I want to be like Peter, Paul, Stephen, Jesus. I want to be bold. I want to be effective. Send me out with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, tonight, we believe in your promise in Joel chapter 2. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Fill your people, Lord. We surrender. We hungry. We press in. We yield. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, follow my prayer right now. Father in heaven, I want to obey the command of Jesus. You say, stay in Jerusalem. And receive the promise of the Father. Tonight, this is my upper room. Jerusalem for me. Pour your Holy Spirit upon me tonight. I receive by faith. I want to be empowered to serve you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe you keep your promise. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You need to cooperate with God. If God moves you, you need to cooperate. Don't resist God. The principle of walking with the Holy Spirit is to yield and let Him take over. Let Him move inside you. Okay? Like you allow alcohol to take over. You need to let the Holy Spirit to take over, to come and control you. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
closer to him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ask him to fill you. Thank you, Jesus. Fill. Fill right now. Fill. Fill right now. Fill right now. Fill right now. Fill. Jesus. Jesus. Fill right now. Jesus. Fill right now. Shikurakashkita. Shikurakishkita riyala papa kushkita papa. Right now, thank you, Lord. Feel right now. Feel, feel, feel right now. Right now. s h i s k u t a r a p a s h i k u r a k a s k i t r i a l a papa. s h i k u r a y a l a p a k a s k i t r i a l a p a s h i k u r a y a l a k a s k i t r i a l a papa kushki. s h i k u r a k a s k a Yeah, call them out. Yeah, call them out. God setting you free right now. Call them out. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free right now in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and laugh, sister. Go ahead and laugh. Fire. Be free right now in the name of Jesus. Be free. Go ahead and speak in tongue, sister. Fire! 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 Be free right now. Never be the same. Never be the same. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Fill. All these young kids, Lord, fill them, Lord. Fill. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six. Two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a m all gathered in your name, I live to.